0: Speeding, and the sound is speeding Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew The Monday edition for Monday, November 27, 2023 it's On today's episode, uh, we got Holy fuck, I opened for REITS at a big theater show taping That was fucking fire and shit It's the motherfucking intro Big Drew, got the rhythm and the flow The mic ain't gonna hype it up reeled like this Big Drew, gonna motherfucking fight this Mike Tyson gonna punch you in your face. Everyone got a plan except today. I'ma punch you in your motherfucking face. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew for Monday, 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 November 27th. Uh 2020. Three. Oh, that delay makes it sound like I'm playing faster than I am. Hi, welcome to another episode of this week at you. What the fuck's going on? How's you Have a nice weekend. Did you do your Black Friday shopping? Did you go? Did you stand your little? Sometimes you can find a nice deal on Black Friday. We got a pair of wooden... Uh, tree ornaments that have our initials as a couple on it from Etsy and it was only $84 plus $28 shipping and they're personalized wooden tree ornaments that they use a wood-burning kit. Oh, we should get him a wood-burning kit. That would be nice and then he can burn his own wood. Okay, Um, I actually did think about getting a wood-burning kit. <laughs> okay, because every year for the past three years, we've gotten real Christmas trees. Uh, Every year since we've lived together, we've gotten real fucking Christmas trees. So this is our fourth year coming up on Living Together. Um, And, uh, like, where Christmas is coming around. And fucking... Um, every year what I've done is I, at the end of, of when the tree is dead, I'll cut off all the branches. And the first year, the initial intent was to, uh, save the tree, dry it out. And then I was going to cut off the bottom and I was going to turn it into Christmas tree ornaments with a fucking wood burning thing. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to fucking cut off the bottom, you know, a nice little circular, you know, a good two inch fucking chunk of, of, of circular tree and then wood burn, you know, some shit on there and fucking, so I cut off all the branches right on the first one. And then now I'm an, I'm a wood guy, right? I know about wood. I am fucking know about wood. So I'm letting the tree age now. Because when it's wick, you can't manipulate the wood when it's still wick. You got to let the fucking, let the tree die out. You got to let it dry out, right? So I let this fucking tree dry out with the intentions that that summer, I was going to take it to the cottage and I was going to fucking whittle her down. I also was going to buy a whittling knife. So I had my Amazon cart loaded up with a wood burning kit and a whittling knife. And also a book, The Whittling Knife, came with a book on how to whittle. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get into fucking whittling. And mind you, the- <laughs> I was like, I'm going to whittle. Let's whittle a little. <laughs> Let's whittle a widow. Let's do a little whittling. Uh, so I was going to fuck a whittle. I was going to wet my whittle. And uh- <laughs> so whatever, that summer comes and I don't. I never end up doing the stick thing. I brought the stick out, but then, I don't know, I just was ended up getting wasted the whole time every time I went to the cottage and hungover and fucking just being a general alcoholic. So now the whole year goes by and I just got this, I bring the tree stick back from the cottage now because it didn't work this year. So now I'm just kind of thinking maybe I'll get to it on the weekend. So sure enough, an entire fucking year goes by. And now we get another Christmas tree. Okay, so yeah, so okay, let's might as well add to this fucking stick. Now I'm like, okay, well, now I'm gonna make walking sticks out of these things. Now I got two of these cocksuckers. I'm gonna not only make two Christmas tree ornaments, 2001, now we're gonna, I was like, I'm gonna do this every year now. Now we'll have 2020, 21, 22. You know, I was like, fucking hey, we'll get this thing going, yearly thing now, and every year our tree will have the previous year's stump and all the years on it, and it'll be a thing for our kids, and say, "Oh, look, this was when mom and dad, you know, whatever the fuck. So I'm sure you can guess what happened, a whole nother fucking year goes by, now I got two sticks, okay, so now it's Christmas last year, <laughs> and I got two fucking sticks Just hanging out, one that's nice and dry. And, uh, so of like, what are you doing? Are you, st- are you the stick guy or what the fuck's going on here? And I'm like, fuck you. I'm the stick guy. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still the stick guy. So I take our tree from last year and now we're here in the house. So I let the tree age on the <laughs> outside. So our backyard just had this fucking Christmas tree, right? You know, when the, when they come around, when the, uh, when the garbage man come around, it's like Christmas tree time. They're like, we got three of these. I fucking missed all three. So I'm like, I'm in, we're in, I'm all in. I'm a triple stick guy now, but now I got this tree just chilling and I haven't cut the branches off of it yet. Like I do every year on the other ones, I cut the branches off cause we're in a condo. Now I'm n- now I'm in this house. So I put the tree in the shed. So now there's a, up until I want to say two two and a half months ago, we had just a Christmas tree in our shed. <laughs> it's dead as fuck. And I go to take this thing out. Cause I'm like fucking doing some yard work. And I was like, fuck it. I got to deal with this tree here now. Like it's been about nine months, eight months. (laughs) I should probably fucking deal with the tree. So I cut all the branches off. I take this, pull this thing out of the shed. And like, you know, those little bristles just fucking, it's hilarious. They're coming off that thing. Like fucking, you know, like dollar bills off a stripper's ass or just flying around. They're just flying around. So I pulled this thing out of the shed and it's like, it was hard enough to get that thing in there. But now this thing is just fucked and now I'm covered in needles and there's just needles everywhere. (laughs) But luckily it's in the backyard, so I don't really give a fuck. So I cut all the branches off and now I got three sticks. So now I'm a fucking three stick guy. I don't know which year is which. I didn't label them because I thought, well, you know, I'll know which one is one, you know, because I only had two sticks initially. I only had two sticks and you could tell which one was the older one. But now the second stick is now as old as the first stick was when I got the second stick. And the first stick is three years old. They both look old. And now (laughs) I got three old sticks now because this other one's coming up on a year now, too. So now I have three old Christmas trees that I have not executed on in three years, coming up on four years of this plan. And we just got our new tree and we decorated it on Sunday. So court didn't even bring up the stick. Because she knows. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fucking stick guy now, buddy. You don't. I turn. I'm turning the Christmas tree into a stick. And then guess what I'm doing with the stick? Absolutely fucking nothing. I'm putting it with the rest of the sticks. (laughs) And why am I doing this? Because fucking. Fuck you. That's why. <laughs> I'm because I'm the fucking stick guy, that's why. <laughs> so, <coughs> we did that on Sunday. Let's start, let's uh, start the show with a little bit of a how was my motherfucking week. So I had a fucking sick weekend to stand up. Um, I was just I was I again did this to myself with my schedule where I was like Friday. I was at work and then uh, I had to come back and take Terry and then go directly from work to fucking Windsor. On Ontario, uh, the old legions. I had a legion gig for Greg Enright, Sinbin Comedy. I've been talking about that. Uh, legion gig down in uh, Windsor, Ontario. Had some Windsor pie, it was good, pretty bad, pretty decent, not bad. Capri's or some shit like that. I still think Ambassador in Toronto is better, and that's but those guys are from there. I actually mentioned that on stage, and then Buddy came up. He's like, That's my son. I'm like, What? He's like, Yeah, it's like my son's pizza shop. I was like, Well, fucking your son. Tell your son I'm like, he's I'm stoked on him because the ambassador pizza is good. Fucking Alex Wood knows about the best pizzas in Toronto, though. This guy Junior's is his favorite. But me and him, he's also a discriminating uh, taster when it comes to his pies. So he knows a thing or two about, you know, the integrity of, of crust and sauce and cheese and all that shit, right? Anyways, so, I am in the Windsor Legion, and it's just a good fucking show. Like, honestly, nothing to report fucking... Uh, Mark Hallworth and Greg Enright. So they're just, you know, going up there doing doing their thing. Greg fucking tightened up his closer. It's real tight now. It's fucking fire. Uh, Sold out crowd. His dad gave me some jalapenos. Now uh, people bring me pickles, at least at Greg's show, because I went to this other show I did for him a couple weeks ago, and they, there was this lady, Deb's Dills. And, <laughs> and she was like this, you know, like farmer's market lady, With her fucking pickles that had, like, sponsored this, like, ladies' night thing that we were fucking doing comedy for. So, I got out. I was like, yo, what's going on with these, like, dill? Like, they had boxes. I was like, yo, what's up with these? Like, can I buy one of these? And they're like, oh, no, Deb. these were donated by Deb. You could just have these. So, I was like, yo, what? Because I'm really into pickling. Like, pickling, if you're into the culinary arts, like, you know, pickling is, you know, chefs love pickles. Fucking... Because you're like cooking without heat is kind of cool. And like you're just uh, maintaining the uh, structural integrity of the of the vegetable. You know, it's technically still raw or whatever you're pickling, whether it's an egg or protein, you know what I mean? You could do that, but may- mainly vegetables. And it's just nice. And vinegar, acid is like a very like um, a necessary component of any good dish. And that's a really good way to add acid and freshness and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. So pickles. I'm into pickles. So now his dad makes homemade jalapeno pickles. And uh, he brought me a jar. He calls them cowboy pickles and they're fucking fire. So, yeah, that's going to be my thing. If I ever blow up, I'm going to be like, bring your pickles. But that's a good way to get botulism, actually, now that I think about that. Don't bring pickles to me. Don't bring your fucking homemade pickles. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want them. (laughs) I don't want botulism. Although, ah, no, yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> but I know his dad, like, I'll take these ones, obviously, and, like, Deb's dills because she's got the... But you know what's funny is I would take any pickles if you just printed a sticker and put it on your jar. Then I'm like, I instantly trust that I will not die from these pickles. I will not get botulism because you took the care enough to go have a logo designed on a sticker and put it on your jar of pickles. So thank you, and I trust you. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. So then I got a quick turnaround. I drive back from the Legion that night. So I drove three and a bit hours to Windsor boom, three and a bit hours back. I had a fucking long ass Friday and then Saturday I had school in the morning. (coughs) So I had a quick ass turnaround, did school in the morning and then instantly right when I was done school, down to Toronto to open up for Mike Rita for his uh, album taping at the Paradise Theater on Bloor Street, which is my old stomping grounds. Long McQuaid is just down there in Comedy Bar and stuff. So, like, I'm very familiar with that part of Bloor. I love that. I lo- There's so many good restaurants around there. Like, just the per, it's like really is one of the best parts of Toronto is up Bloor in between fucking like Ossington, Dufferin, that area is just so nice. Uh, Bloordale, I guess. I don't know what it would be called, but Ossington. Uh, Bloor and Ozington. it's just a fucking sick neighborhood. So Paradise Theater, 200 something seats, sold out both shows, 8 and 10 o'clock. And uh, we got like $100,000 worth of camera gear in there. So fucking 10 camera operators, like sound guys. There was like a whole crew, production crew, like 14 people just running around. Uh, and the roadie knows that he wears black clothes. There's a song by Tenacious D called The Roadie. If you have not heard it, you got to listen to it. Maybe it's more funny for me just because I've been in the industry my whole life, but fuck, and I've been a roadie as well too. Like I've been on both sides and it's like, oh man, shit is fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, So really, I'm just treating it as like, yo, like uh, Millen, Curry Sharples and Morgan Flood are producing and directing this. And like, if you know anything about Canadian stand up comedy, you'd know that Millen produced comedy now, which at, for, there was a good, you know, 15 year period where like that was like That was, those were big deals. Like the, the, the yellow backgrounds, the orange and yellow things, the fucking comedy now, that was a sign of like making it when you did your comedy now, uh, that was kind of like getting like made in the Canadian comedy industry for like a long time. And then the last one they did the last season they did, I remember Mike Harrison did one and it was like, yeah, we're done here. (laughs) I have no problem, (laughs) Nate. That's what I love about my podcast I have no problem just naming comedians that I think are just co- insane. And this guy, <laughs> he would probably hear that and be like, yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, good. <laughs> so anyways, but Miller was the producer, and director of that. So he's doing Reitz's comedy special, Morgan Flood, obviously fucking won a Juno. These guys won a Juno for Dave's special, Dave Mahesh's special um so they know what the fuck they're doing right these guys got junos under their belts and uh it was just sick like it was sick that and for me i was like the same my taping all i got to do is go up and smash for seven minutes like on a reeds crowd that's like not allowed to be on dabs like no problem so that's exactly what i did <laughs> i just went up i didn't have to fucking tapings are different right it's not like a flow of a show like it's like I go, like, the guy comes out, Millen comes out, does, like, hey, we're doing a fucking taping. You guys need to get up on your feet. Know this, that, and the other. Like, you know, you're part of a studio audience here tonight, and now we're going to bring up our opening act. He's going to come out. Then we're going to reset the cameras. Then Mike's going to come out, and when Mike comes out, you have to go crazy. So they know what the fuck. It's still a show when Mike gets on stage, but, like, there's a very real understanding of, like, look at at the fuck around you. And this is... I'm fucking appalled because the first show, it was tight as fuck. This crowd was tight and not in a good way. They were tight. When comedian says the crowd was tight, that's not good. If your set was tight, then that's good. But if you're, if the crowd was tight, that is not good. It's almost the opposite. It's like if it's a loose crowd and you had a tight set, you're like sick. But if you had a loose set on a tight crowd, you're like, oh no. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, so I decided to have a tight set on a tight crowd. I was like, fuck you. I'm going to hit you with my JPMs like fucking, you know, every six seconds. You guys want to be t- little tidies, you know, up here. This this fucking comedy taping. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And so it took them like three, four minutes to get it into me. And I was like, I can't believe this. I was doing this. I was like, I, like, you know, this isn't my taping. But I, holy fuck, am I glad I'm up here right now for REITs because you guys are fucking being assholes right now. Like, get on board here. So, because the energy was just all wrong. It just did not have, it had shitty energy. It had the, it, I don't know, it was weird. I had the same, it was, it was funny. It was the same energy I had at my fucking New Faces taping. Was everyone on that crowd, like, came back off that set, was just like, holy fuck. <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> holy fuck uh just a quick little aside of the story of new faces i remember natish he didn't tell anyone but he brought he was gonna hold a blunt on stage and he fucking and but he didn't tell anyone in the production crew and he didn't bring it into rehearsal or any shit like that and this is also a very similar taping right we got like 15 pr- pr- crew members and shit and fuck it, maybe more than that, it's just for laughs, right? So fucking Natisha's the up there and he's doing his set with his blood behind his ear and he grabs it from his ear and he's like holding it and like doing his jokes. And some headset lady is like, I can hear her. She's like back set backstage. And some fucking headset lady is like, Yeah, mm-hmm. No, we don't know what that is. Yes, no, he did not hold that in rehearsals. No, yes, we are not sure. What is what is that? <laughs> And then she's like looking around, like you could tell they're like, what is he holding? Like someone up top is like, uh, the comedian, what's the, there's something in his hands. What is in his hands? <laughs> and they're like on the fucking ra- radios. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, and I was like, it's a cigar. I was like, I think it's a cigar. I, Cause I was like, I got a cover for this dude right now. Um, and then I just, I got him off like headset ladies just need to like, their whole thing is to freak out about problems. So you just got to give them something else to p- freak out about. Cause that's their, their job is to stand there and just be like, Oh, and like hold the headset with the clipboard and be like, <gasps> <laughs> that's why Court and I never had one of those at our fucking wedding, like a a clipboard lady at our wedding. Because clipboard ladies just are there to fucking go, like, oh, we got it. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, their whole job is just to be like, oh, fucking, let's go. Can we, oh, oh. it's just that we have, and then they're coming. And then if we don't, <laughs> it's like, all right, relax. Like, we're going to be fine. Um. So, yeah, so Reitz's taping was fucking just fire- Uh, or sorry, the crowd was, I finally got them back on my side after about five minutes, and then they loosened up, and I finally got an applause break. Like, I did a whole, I was like, fuck you guys. I'm doing my longest, biggest theatrical act out that requires you to give me an applause break when I'm done. And most crowds will. Eventually, they're like, you know, when you do something long enough, I've talked about this before, the belly slapping curve, they'll, like, start clapping. So... Whatever I did that and and then they did not I get up and I was just like thank you uh, like you know you have to applaud now and then they finally did and then I was like holy fuck like you guys are making my dad like you're uh I was like you guys are proving my dad right like theater school was theater school a waste of time like I said last week I was telling you last week about how I got this double out on this joke now and then that that got him because then it was like. Holy fuck. Cause that there's a little bit of self deprecating and they might've just needed to hear like, Whoa, like we, we understand it's, this is weird. Um, like this is weird. And like, thank you for acknowledging that. And we can relax now or whatever the fuck kind of energy. <coughs> so Reese goes up. <coughs> He's smashing and I don't want to give it away. Cause I want you to watch the special and we don't know whether we're going to use the first show or the second show because the first show had a funny moment with his daughter the second show had a drunk ass bitch who went to high school with him and her fucking whole crew, drunk ass, titty out bitches, f- um, drunk heckling Reitz. And, I, and that, so now the second show happens, we're getting ready for the second show and you could just feel the energy. I've talked about this before. You can, the energy just is different and everyone in the room can feel it. Me and Reets, especially, because we do this, we're born for this and we just know. And we're and we're both looking at each other like, oh, this might like, I, okay, this is feels better. And he and we both are like, okay, relax. You and Reese smashed the first one. That's the other thing about Reese, is and uh, like we're not gonna let these dummies ruin this for us. <laughs> it's like you're gonna you're coming with us. Like we have to go on this journey to get tonight, and you're coming with us. So he got him in, and um, Reitz was in. Like he, that was. It would have been a perfectly fine taping on a weird crowd, no doubt. But now second shows just got the juice. Morgan goes, "Yeah, we already got in the can, so relax." And Reitz is like, "I could be me." He's like, "Just do the fuck, do whatever you want." And Reitz, if you know Reitz, he's more of a. It's an evening with Mike Rita. Which is looser, it's asking the audience questions, it's interacting, which then also invites, if you're a drunk-ass bitch who wants some attention, well, then maybe you can get some by yelling out at Reitz, because he's asking the crowd, you know, questions. Sure enough, some fucking drunk-ass bitch yells out, and he just roasts this bitch, and it's just like, and I said, in my set, I was like, okay, like, part of my job is to be like, remember, we're doing a taping here, there's a hundred thousand fucking dollars worth of camera gear in here, don't fuck around, like, don't, don't get up, don't fuck around. Be a good crowd, and then there's a like, "We love you!" Like heckles of like, "We love you, Mike, Mike." Remember the hood? Like all this shit. Where it's just like, "Oh my god, man!" Um. So that was fucked. I was fucking. I was backstage and I was like livid. So whatever, fucking. I was like, and I'm getting mad about it again. But it was fine. Reese roasted them, and it was a good night. And all laughter was had, and I, there you go. I had a good weekend, uh, so let's do some ads. And then custody of the week, I'm finally going to remember. I have it. I pulled it up, because now twice in a row I haven't, I've forgotten. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, promotion consideration for this week Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content? Uh, and, uh, you know, just fucking helping a brother out. You just want to help a brother out, man? Yo, help a brother out. Man, you got my motherfucking... Help a brother out. Go to patreon.com slash Drew Bame. Uh, help a brother out. Sign up for as little as five bucks. Uh, if you're dumb, $7. If you play guitar and you're dumb, you can be like these fine folks. Uh, Josh, haven't talked to you in a while, buddy. What's up, dude? Uh, nah, Alicia, Iron Eagle, James, new guy Mark, uh, Nick and Mac, Baba, Marnus, motherfucking street demon, our number one fan, Joel, and in the Hall of Fame, call it Andre, Blair, and Terrence. Say the name of what up, I want him. I'm going to be there on Friday, dude. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Drew Bame. Sign up for as little as five bucks. Hi, Mink. Hi, Papa Mink. You got a baby now. You've got a baby now. Congratulations to my best friend, Mink, on the birth of his daughter. Uh, Leah and Mink, doing well. I love you guys. Uh, fucking A. John John. Fucking John Jones, <laughs> it's sick. Oh, I love it. Okay, go to Patreon.com/slash/drewbame. Uh, throw some fuck couple bucks in the hat. What? You don't got five bucks? You don't got five bucks? That's just my sell. I just that's my hard clothes. What? You don't got five bucks? Y'all, give me that five. Okay, uh, also promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by KingTutsCannabis.cc. Joel told me this last week. You could use my promo code when they have sales, site-wide sales. So if they're not promo code-based sales, but if they have site-wide sales, you can also use my promo code. So he said he got, he got like fucking 50% off plus an extra 10% off. What the fuck did Joel say? Let me read this. KingTutsCannabis.cc. Use the promo code DREW. And where the fuck is Joel? Joel. Your promo code works on this. Free joint and pipe and dabs. Still get $20 off. So, $50 off, then your extra 10%. Pays for the shipping and everything. So, go to King Cannabis. Terry, shut the fuck up. KingTutsCannabis.cc. Use the promo code Drew. Okay. It's time now for custody of the week, and then we're going to go night-night. Child. Custody of the Week. Okay, today's Custody of the Week is a baboon. <laughs> this, I like, I, I was reading this news. I was looking for something to do for Custody of the Week. And I was like, how is this even a jerk? Jour- how is this even like a story? So the headline is baboon throws mongooses by their tails. <laughs> This baboon found itself at the wrong end of an angry mongoose family when he tried to steal their baby. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't. I did not even read this article. So the cat, some fucking bitch named Charmaine got it on camera. Uh, it, oh, in a typical monkey see monkey do scenario. Oh. <laughs> I swear like ChatGPT GPT just writes these articles now. The second baboon was trying to catch a mongoose just like his friend. He made several attempts to catch a mongoose. Um, he began by fist-assessing them. Oh, must that must mean first. There's a typo in this. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There's a fucking typo in that. There's a Louis C.K. joke that he's just like, if you had to eat... Like, if you had to kill everything that you had to eat, you'd be like, fuck it, I'm just eating babies. <laughs> like, how about how, like, lions and shit eat babies? So, this baboon... So, this is just a video. This is a news story about a video... From latest sightings.com. Do I want to click on that link? Oh, yeah. No, I do not. That is looks like cancer. I hate that YouTube makes you turn off your ad blockers now. So, yeah. So, we got a Custy Baboon here. Who tried uh, coming in. Fucking with uh, a pack of mongooses. Yo, see. You got to watch out for the mongoose, bro. Because if a mongoose, they're not even scared of snakes. Right? Mongoose versus snake. Which one's the bad? Which one's? Which one? What's more powerful? A snake? The mongoose is the direct predator of cobras. That's what I'm talking about, bro. You're a monkey, bro. You're gonna try come fuck with a mongoose, and a mongoose is about to is is gonna choke out a cobra snake, a king cobra. That's wild. King cobras can measure over 7 feet long and still get killed by a mongoose. Yo, what is a mongoose, actually? What is that? Is that like a rat? It looks like a fucking little rat. Why are those things so scary? What is a mongoose got that a snake don't got? Um, Why are mongooses... So it's obviously... Not why are mongoose... Oh, they're immune to snake venom. Oh, that's why. So it's like, bite me, bitch. Shit, I don't even feel that. (laughs) They have evolved a specific mutation in their nicotinic acetylcholine receptor, which makes them less sensitive to the neurotoxic effects of snake venom. This adaption allows them to prey on venomous snakes. That's sick. They're like, bite me with your nerd juice. <laughs> so, yeah, we got a custody ass baboon for custody of the week. There you go. All right, stick around. Let's play some guitar. Stick around. Stick around for a second, hey? Eh? Okay, we're going to Grand Prairie Wednesday. And, uh. E minor, heavy metal guitar backing track in the key of E minor. Ha <laughs> ha! I just wanted to do like this. You got a bonus, you got a bonus. Holy crap, here's your bonus, and you got a freaking bonus. You got a bonus, you got a bonus, you got a bonus. Holy crap, here's a bonus, and you got a freaky bonus.